Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is King Larisha with Down by Law, WBOK, 1230 AM. Staying in for Attorney Daryl Gray. This is Down by Law. This morning we have a very special guest in the building. So before we begin, while you're drinking your coffee and getting ready for work, feel free to give us a call. 504-582-9422. Well, we have Dr. Shawanda Moore in the building. She is the founder and the CEO of Royal Financial Services. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm great. So let's get into it, Dr. Moore. It's tax season. Taxes, deadlines is coming up. Can yes. you give us a little bit of information about who you are and your purpose, your mission, your vision? Okay, good morning. I'm Dr. Shawanda Moore, a.k.a. the tax doctor. My purpose is to assist individuals with understanding taxes. You know, I believe over the years a lot of people file taxes but don't understand the true meaning of what they are filing as it relates to credit and deductions. So my purpose is to educate and teach individuals um, what they filing, their filing situations can be. Everyone has a unique situation, and everyone is treated uniquely as it relates to personal taxes, self-employed taxes, or business taxes. So let's get into business taxes. Can you give us a little history about business taxes how do you file business taxes what's the proper protocol the proper forms like for me i'm in nonprofit world so this is my first time this is my first year doing that which is very different from personal taxes yes correct. so can you break that down for us okay so when you're filing business taxes it goes in different categories so for nonprofits you'll file a 990 so that 990 form includes everything that relates to your nonprofit. So pretty much having your board members listed, the amount of money that you receive for your nonprofit, and how you utilize that money determines whether you owe taxes or not. So that form is to be filed with the deadline of April the 17th as well, and it's done on a special formatting and submitted to the IRS to the nonprofit department. It does not go the same um, area that the personal taxes goes to. So it's two different entities. Yes. Okay. And if you are LLC set up, then that, that's filed with your personal taxes mm-hmm. and corporations are filed separately. Okay. So the tax deadline this year is April the 17th. Yes. That's for all business and personal. Yes. Okay. And you can file for extensions if needed by April 17th. So now is the time to put in for your extensions to get approval from the IRS. Okay, so let's talk about like amendments. Exactly. Can you tell us exactly what that is? Amendments, I would say it it can be good and bad. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I say it's kind of risky when going to the IRS because the amendment is saying that I reported information on my tax return, but it was not accurate. Mm -hmm. So now I have to come back and either add something or remove something that I did not report initially. So going over to the IRS, they kind of look at it and try to determine why. Because at this point, if you have been filing taxes for years, and that's why we educate, right? we say make sure you have all your documents in place prior to doing the original filing. And why, why are taxes so important? Taxes are important for many reasons. Mm-hmm. To the federal government, it's important to receive those funding to uh, ensure we have programs, that we have government programs going. So they utilize that funding for bridges, mm-hmm. uh, for um, 
the welfare system, food stamps, housing, the prison systems. Mm. That's what you're going to hear from their side. But it's important for us as it relates to needing student loan money. You know, they want to know what you made, how much you spent, mm. you know, before they give you a, a amount that you qualify for, before you buy a house, mm-hmm. sometimes even trying to get a car. So it's important for us that we know what we have filed and what predicament they put us in. So I always tell people, when you're looking to utilize your tax funding to purchase a home, then you need to see the tax doctor. Because we talk over and we educate right. that you don't want to write off so much. Because the IRS wants you to report what you made. As long as they get what you made, you know you're in compliance. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily put in the credits to write off what you spent you know, on your business. Right. Because you they know some want- of us, we treat taxes like credit. You yeah. know, we don't worry about paying it. It's going to be all right. You know, and then five years, ten years later, we, we don't understand why they have seized our bank accounts. Right, because we don't understand the importance. And some of Correct. us look at taxes as a holiday. Correct. So it's not a holiday. You know, I know we grew up in that, and I'm trying to break that generational curse. Curse, right. Because I do get clients that come in and you say, you know, when my, when my staff said you owe $2,000, they leave. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, last year I received a refund. So taxes is not in our favor to say that you're supposed to receive a refund. You are supposed to get out exactly what you put in. Put in. So right. you didn't pay taxes and you went exempt, you were owed them on the back end. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have kids and you have some kind of credits deduction that you qualify for, then you may receive a refund. But you are not, you know, the IRS don't say, file your taxes so we can give you some money. They want you to file your taxes so they can look over to see what you owe them. So let's talk about that. So penalties, can you break that down? Like, why are you penalized for not paying your taxes or paying into your taxes. And can you break that down? Like when people owe taxes and you have to pay into them, you know, pay into, into your taxes. Okay. So penalties start with, um, not being in compliance with the IRS. Mm -hmm. So I always, you know, my degree is actually in public policy and administration. So I'm always stuck to the policy. Mm -hmm. So the IRS have policies written Mm -hmm. to where this is how they want it done, why they want it done and when they want it filed. So if you don't file it in a timely manner, they get to make more money mm-hmm. by penalizing you. So they penalize you for your late fees. So when you say, I'm not going to file this year, I'm going to file next year, mm-hmm. it's a penalty. It's a good thing to the IRS because they get to take money away from you. Mm-hmm. So the penalties are never, of course, good for yeah, you. Right. But when you know the black and white <clears throat> excuse me, and mm-hmm. the policies that's mm-hmm. set in place, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of motivate you to do it in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing it in... That time frame, it also caused conflict with the IRS as it relates to now the IRS aging have to go back previous years at your expense because you to waited. go back yeah. to see what you filed the, the last time or like or a lot of people, file. right. A lot of people go to different people to get their taxes done because they're looking for the best money. Can you break that down? Like the, the specific of that, like to go to one tax person. Not random people that can get you, you know. Sure. So I always suggest that you file with the the same tax person if they are legitimate. Mm -hmm. So if you find that they are not a legitimate company and maybe not certified through the IRS, yes, you may change for that reason. Mm -hmm. However, if you're going to a company and they are educating you like we do, Mm -hmm. you know, um, to teach you moving forward uh, the importance of filing your taxes on time and guiding you to understand the forms, the documentations, and how to complete your W-4 to prevent you from not having enough taxes taken out, mm-hmm. then I would say stay there if you're learning. 
you know, uh, and how can you find out if the person is legit through the IRS to do your taxes? You can find out by going to the IRS website mm-hmm. or they should have a certification in their office. And what's that website address? It's IRS.gov. Okay. And you could just go in the search bar and put in tax preparers in New Orleans, Louisiana, okay. or wherever, and they give you a list. Okay. Now, Dr. Moore, I want to ask you a question. How long have you been a doctor in Texas consultant? Well, actually, I'm not a doctor. In, <laughs> my, my PhD is in public policy. Okay. But I've been doing taxes over 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very ca- uh, catchy to use the tax doctor yeah. since I do taxes and I had a PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take my own time in to educate myself mm-hmm. on tax laws and the credits and deductions because I'm passionate about educating. When I find an area right. and I feel that I can assist other people, I, I go for it. Mm-hmm. And what made you start your business? Well, I started out working for a local company in New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, back in, I'm going to say 2000 before Katrina. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I had clients coming in and they would ask questions and I didn't know the answer to it. Correct. So I had to call a high level um, individual to come in and they didn't teach us. Mm-hmm. They would call that client to the side and they would tell them um, whatever they need to answer with. And they'll come back to me and say, I take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, why I can't take care of it? If you're paying me to do this um, part of your, your company, then I can do the information too. So when people come in with small businesses, particularly, they will turn them around because this company didn't do small business. So when people come in and say, well, hey, you're saying I'm getting back $300, but I have a company and I spent, so I'm sitting it before them and I couldn't help. Right. So that made me go on the IRS site and take the classes and courses to make sure I understand every sector mm-hmm. of taxes so you pretty much taught yourself yes about taxes yep because i want to help more right you know i hate turning people around what i don't know mm-hmm. it just don't yeah don't yeah. serve me yeah and let me ask you a question so you know we're in this new gen- generation with young children that are working and can you talk about that why is it important for young adults that are working you know, sometimes some parents don't really teach their children about filing taxes and the importance of that. Can you break that down a little bit as well? Okay, that's, and that's why I say earlier, you know, most of the, uh, the parents tell you, you know, file your taxes to get your refund. Right. Uh, this is how you get a car with your taxes. And that's once you get that refund, what what should you do with that money? It depends because uh, just because you file taxes, you're not guaranteed to get a refund. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. You're teaching them correctly. You know, they need to know that your deductions qualify you for refund for mm-hmm. a refund, mm-hmm. not the fact that you worked. Mm-hmm. So if they are young, they don't have dependents and they're not in college, then they pretty much, you know, won't get much of a refund and do anything with it. But what I suggest to, cause I'm a former educator. Mm-hmm. So what I always told my eight graders and my 12 graders is when you file taxes, you utilize that money for a jump start on in your life. Right. So, so it's opening a checking or savings checking account. Savings. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, then do your LLC. You know, before jumping into buying a car or going shopping, mm-hmm. you know, find a way to invest that money in something that comes back to you, right? That's beneficial to you, your growth, right? Not just going to buy a pair of Jordans, uh, a car, right? <laughs> right, or some new kicks. <laughs> so, okay, so I know that you wrote some literally literacy books. Can you tell us about that? Okay, so yes, I wrote uh, so far three financial books. literacy mm-hmm. books for children mm-hmm. because I'm a former educator mm-hmm. and I try to. 
help close the gap. Mm-hmm. So by teaching middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and my kids would be interested during tax season. Mm-hmm. But what is taxes? What do you do? You know, or you know, I watch some kids struggle when they have events coming up like prime and they can't afford to pay the budget, mm-hmm. and they're trying to find out what can I do for you? You know, Doctor Moore right. to make money. So I will. I sometimes open a snack shop. I shop. I get approval from the principal, and I will teach them. You know, I'm going to supply all the snacks. I need you to do the work of selling it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we sell, we put it to the side. So just teach them how to budget money, how to save money, you know, in ways they can make their own money. Now, just because you're 11 or 12, it does not mean that you can't, you know, earn an income. Right. You can't earn a wage income by working for a company, but you can be a, a young entrepreneur. Okay. When I visit Georgia, I stood in Georgia for two years, and I went to a lot of seminars. Mm-hmm. And out there, they have a lot of kids that are millionaires. Mm-hmm. And I'm for the let me see. Show yeah. me the receipt. Yeah, right. So I saw parents come there, you know, um, kids, preneurs, and they show the bank account of what their kids made from writing on team books, uh, developing flash calls, mm-hmm. uh, uh, coloring books, uh, telling their story on peer pressure. And I, t- I tried to bring that back into my classroom. Like, if you're creative and writing, write a book. Yeah. I help you publish it. Right. You know, so just teaching them. Because some children want to do it, but they just don't know how to do it. Correct. Or believe that it can be done. And then some children, they feel, well, teens, they feel like it happened. It happens overnight. Correct. And it really doesn't. But it, it takes time. They're not motivated because they're not being taught. Yeah. And prior to Katrina, um, not Katrina, I'm sorry, prior to COVID, mm-hmm. you know, I was working with the mayor office. We did get out one youth entrepreneurship at the local library in the East where we had over 75 kids and parents that came in. And we was working to teach them that every Saturday. But the COVID, uh, the pandemic shut us down. Shut us. Okay. And I see that you made $1.5 million in three months. Can you tell the people about that? I'm going to just say I strategize well. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't just do taxes. I sell a software. Mm-hmm. So when I sell my software, I bring in partners from across the United States. Now, software, you mean soft tax Tax software. software. Okay. So with that software, it includes the textbooks that I wrote mm-hmm. and the workbook. And I also did the Zoom teachings because this was after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I had 25 partners uh, from um, Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, Mississippi. So they all played a role in us grossing that $1.5 million mm-hmm. because they opened a the company. I taught them how to start their business, brand their business, marketing it. Mm-hmm. And when they if they made thirty thousand, then that goes under my umbrella because I'm the overall host of it all. Mm-hmm. So it was just making sure that my people had the information, the education they needed, and we assist and coach them into being able to get clients, retain clients, and provide clients. Most importantly, with information to uh, keep them um, interested in coming to receive the services that we offer. So you also do teaching online for, yes. for tax. I created my own curriculum last year. And what's the name of it? It's Warrior Tax Okay. Box. Okay. Warrior Tax Box. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you teach young people, adults as well, who who are doing taxes the right way, the correct way, how to prepare. Yes. Individuals that's interested in going into the, the um, tax industry. Yes. Okay. And where are your offices at? Our office located at 8000 Crowder Boulevard, Suite B, in New Orleans East. Okay. And what is your social media information? They can find me on social media, and it's going to be it's Royal Financial Services. Mm-hmm. But on IG, it's uh, underscore Royal Financial underscore services. And also, I'm on IG as the tax doctor, as my own individual brand, because I do speaking engagements, 
um, I teach and we franchising now. Okay. All right. So you franchising where at? All over. All over. So right now we get now um franchise information built. You know, um, based on my last interview, we had over 300 people across the United States interested mm-hmm. in franchising with us. Okay. And in the building, we have your assistant, Mr. Darryl Purnell. Mr. Darren Purnell. Darren Purnell. Sorry, Mr. Purnell. <laughs> How you doing this morning? I'm all right. I'm good. And yourself? I'm well. Tell us a little bit about you. I'm Darren Purnell, the Chief Operation Officer for Royal Financial Services. I've been in this position now for seven months, and I've been in this position for um, seven months now, and meet getting in this financial industry, uh, teaching young people, which our passion is about, and our community commitment has been amazing. It's just tax season, and the help and hand that we have brought to the New Orleans East area, even though they down talk New Orleans East, we have been a tremendous uh, impact in New Orleans East. That's good because the East needs to come back. Yeah, yeah, we need more community people to step up and help the East. And I just want to make a correction to what we said earlier. Mm-hmm. The tax day line is April 18th. I'm sorry. One day off. One day off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that little great spirit. Cause I- <laughs> In my new world, I'm I'm listening to my tax person the other day, and I'm like, I don't know anything about this, so it's foreign. You know, when you're dealing with nonprofit stuff, and we try to educate so our clients can know, because we don't want to just do something that something happens to me today or tomorrow or my business, and then you go somewhere else and you don't know. You know, I think that it's very important to know what you're filing so you can take more accountability for what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, we usually have people come in and just drop it off. Now I ask that you sit in, you know, mm-hmm. have a seat. And let us which, yes. And I, and I would say that um, the difference between Royal Financial Services and other um, tax um, companies is we're all year round company. Mm-hmm. Uh, by being all year round, if, and I, we use this example all the time, there's no successful person that's in the United States of America deal with a tax company that's only seasonal. Correct. You make money all year round. So that's the, for special for small business owners, those questions need to be answered and taken care of all year round, not just during the season. Because mm-hmm. the IRS can mail a letter out in July, mm-hmm. and now those companies got a 1-800 number on the door, and you got questions and answers, and they can't answer them. So that's one of the things that we provide the service all year round. We're a full-fledged service all year round. So it, and, and we do smart. Ass- and we do assist our clients. So, uh, like Mr. Parnell said, you know, sometimes the IRS can mail some after tax season requesting your documentation, you know, or information. And if you don't understand it, then you need us to assist. Yeah. Because some people panic and some people ignore. Right. Because one, some people do your taxes and then you you don't you can't call them. Can't so. contact them. Yeah. Yeah. Fly by night people. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So. Um, what is something else that the people need to know about taxes? Like, I wanted to ask you this question. I know, like, this year, some taxes, some people's taxes was held up. What That's, was that due to? The IRS started a new step for identity verification mm-hmm. um, last year. So if your taxes was held up, you should receive a letter in the mail asking you to ID yourself. Mm-hmm. The IRS want to create a system that prevents uh, scams from people filing um, your taxes and identity theft, so they make you uh, scan your ID over, uh, take a selfie, and answer some questions that only you know the answer to mm-hmm. before submitting the money that, to um, confirm that you did, in fact, give the tax company the right to file for you or the individual the right to use your social and um, all your other 
uh, private information to complete your taxes. So that's the thing that you have to do online. Yes. Okay. To identify yourself. And I'm sure they have some other reasons behind it. Right. You know, as, as we are evolving to a different, mm-hmm. you know, um, society and time. So just having your face and your ID scanned over in their system. Okay. And that's something that they people can do in office or they have to do online. They give them options. They mm-hmm. can uh, use the link, the IRS, or in the letter. I know it say you can um, use this link and they can do it. From home. Mm-hmm. Now, we have people who don't understand anything, so we just say, come in and we'll help you. So, we want to make sure that our clients, we don't want to just file you. We want to make sure that you receive your funding. Right. So, we say, come in. And we get them to come in the office and we scan the face form, scan the ID, wherever we need to assist them, you know, we're getting it completed. And what's the, the, the names of the forms um, for, I know, like 1099. Can you explain the difference between a 1099 and a hard W-2? So a W-2 is your wage form. Mm-hmm. When you're working for a company, you will receive a W-2 and it report out what you made all year. It report out the taxes that they um, retrieved um, from your return for state and federal, depending on what state you're located in, because every state don't charge Correct. state taxes. Um, the 1099 forms varies because it could be for retirement. It could be for gambling. If you have a winning in the casino, so you have 1099 or 1099Gs. 1099 miscellaneous for contract workers. Right. You have 1099 NECs, so t- 1099 INTs if you receive interest from a bank and anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's several forms. Uh, you have your 1098T for homeowners. I'm sorry, your 1098 for homeowners and your 1098T for college students. So that's why I tell them any form you get in the mail, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from the IR, I mean, um, that says taxes, bring it in to put it on, on your return. And if we don't need it, we just say, not you don't need it. But those 1099s have to be filed. Filed, yeah. right? Anything you receive from a company that you worked for or a school you attend, it has to be filed because the IRS has copies too. Mm-hmm. And they will um, audit you after the years later mm-hmm. and say, hey, we received this information in our system that you worked at Walmart mm-hmm. and you received W-2 and it was $30 right. now in your return. And it will penalize you, you know, just because you didn't report the information. And how long can you hold on to that? To, to to not file it. I suggest you file it immediately. That year. When you okay. get it, you file it. Now, but um, some people do forget they work for a company, and they may come back in the office and say, "Hey, I forgot I had this form, so we amend it mm-hmm. to try to catch catch it before the IRS catch it." Because if not, you'll get penalized, penalized. for it. Correct. correct. And what's the other thing that? Um, what's the difference between electric filing and? What is the e-filing? It's the same thing. Electric filing and mailing. The only options you have is to either electronically file it, meaning that as soon as we done, we hit the button, the IRS will respond within a matter of minutes saying accepted or rejected. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it'll say rejected and it'll give us a code and it may say this child been carried already. Mm-hmm. And that's how most And can you re- break that down to, to us? About that. Okay, so if we get a reject code and it says that one of your dependents was filed already, then we uh we go ahead and inform the, the client. You know, do you rightfully did you rightfully have the um permission to, permission file, that to child. file this child? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't. You know, and if they right. did, because sometimes they'll say the other parent filed, they didn't have permission, so now we got to mail you off. It's a longer process. Mm-hmm. Also, if your return was filed. It'll say this return was filed already. Or if you're missing the form that the IRS told you, you had to put with your taxes. 
So real quick, some people may carry a child and take the rights away from them. So the previous year to get it back, they'll fill out a form 8862. Mm-hmm. And they may forget to tell us that. So it'll reject and say, this form must be submitted as well. So if you have filed a child and you wasn't supposed to file that child, that's a holdup, correct, on your taxes? It's a holdup, yeah. It's somebody else filed a child correct. that was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So you will have to mail your results so the IRS will challenge it once they get in the mail because you can't electronically submit the same Social Security more than once in a year. To prove that you had the right to file that yes, child. there are extra documentations to go along. You're okay. tuned in to WBOK, 1230 AM, with Down by Law, with special guest, Dr. Shawanda Moore. Thank you. So, all right, Ms. Moore, so what's some other stuff that the people need to know um, approaching? Because, what, the 18th is next week, correct? Yes. So you have all the documentations. By now, you know, I tell people you should have accurate records. I think the ones that haven't filed are the business owners because it takes them a while with uh getting documents in order. Right. You know, and it's a lot of business owners that I come across, but they don't even have uh, proper bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any information in order in a timely manner. You know, I will either request an extension form because they'll give them to like maybe mid September, October, you know, every year changes um, when they can come back and file it. So I want to talk about that word you say bookkeeping, because for some entrepreneurs, people that have like me, I'm an independent work. I have my own small business. I take care of people for a living. So what's the real meaning in the significant of bookkeeping to have all of your stuff in order? Like, you know, I get 1099s, you know, um, the order of that for people. Bookkeeping is important and it should be broken down uh-huh. correctly. So it should be categorized on what you're spending and what you're receiving. Out. Right. Yeah. So the, the importance of that is just proper uh, documentation. So that's like, you know, if I'm I'm a person that buys supplies every week. So I need to have a form filled out that this is what I'm spending out on gloves. You know, need one spray sheet. Mm-hmm. One spray sheet. And Royal Financial Services do have a bookkeeping book that we have that you could purchase. That book is for $30 and... A lot of people, especially new business owner, QuickBooks may not be the way for them. But if you want to manually document your stuff, we do have a book yes. that's um, that and we have, down and it's broken detail. down into those things. And you'll have some sort of bookkeeping. When okay, to keep track of everything that you are putting out, yes, and what's coming in, yes, which it, putting you, out mean what you're spending. And, and, and what you receive, what you receive, and the great part about that, it also helped with loans and grants. So uh, the state of uh, Louisiana puts out over four million dollars in grants a year for small business owners. So when you apply for these grants, and uh, they're during the process of approving you, mm-hmm. they may ask for your bookkeeping records. And a lot of people don't have it, and they try to throw something together. And if it's not professionally done, that's how they're being uh, rejected for these grants. You know, in most cases. Because they can't prove anything. So it seems like they're putting that business together just to get this grant money, you know, as opposed to a professional business owner. They understand the importance of having this spreadsheet done, uh, using a bookkeeping company, a service, or uh, an um, actual link to document it. I'm glad that you said that. So when you are applying for grants and stuff like that, they do have the right to come back and ask you, for documentation of your taxes for the previous we, we years. Them. Yes. We okay. assist them at no charge. If you're a client, you know, I help you uh, apply for that grant at no charge. So I do give things back because I want to see these business owners grow and win. Right, and be successful. And be I already successful. have your information at my fingertips, so it mm-hmm. don't take that much time to uh, put this on the phone for you. I just ask that they know a little 
bit on their own to help themselves as well. So full responsibility is not just on us. Okay. And so when you are applying for grants, you do have to report that, correct? Yes. If okay. you're applying for small as a small business owner mm-hmm. for a grant for that, yes. And small business owner meaning what? Meaning Specifically. that you're an entrepreneur okay, and that you're not just a hustler. I tell people yeah. it's different from hustling and being a business owner. I started my company hustling, pretty much meaning that I had no records, no documentations, no LLC. I felt like it's tax season. I can make some money here. I can use this to uh, invest in something. But you become a business owner when you rest your business correctly. Yeah. When you start putting things in place that are professionally done, you know, as opposed to just, I don't know, you know. Right. So it's a, it's a difference in there. And okay. another thing that they look for is you having a professional email. A lot of people think that having a Gmail, Gmail. account, it's a difference between a Gmail account and a business email. And it's a difference between, you know, your LLC paper is very important to get a business address. Right. You will see a lot of these big buildings in, in the city, they sell the address. Mm-hmm. So using that as a professional address, somebody might hand you a business card with Padres on there. But that's just their business address. So when a grants company or the bank's looking up your address, they like to see a business address, not a residential address. And I want you to say that again, Darren, because I was talking to somebody the other day that told me that. Yes. And I think a lot of people don't, don't know that. Right. And, that's, and that's one of the, again, once again, that's one of the difference between Royal Financials. We take great pride in educating our people. We don't want you just be saying Go to Royal Financial. Um, right. They do good taxes. Now, nah, we want you to know what's yeah. going on. We educate, so yeah. we educate yeah. you. So in that process, like I said, not having a business address, mm-hmm. I was filling out for um, Navy Federal. I could call this bank out, and I feel comfortable with saying that. Yeah. And I made a mistake in putting my home address. Mm-hmm. But as I'm putting it out, they kicked it out. Mm-hmm. And by kicking it out, they say this is a residential. And I, I forgot I had to put my business address in there. And many banks... They might not kick you out and give you that opportunity. Right. They'll just deny you and right. say, no, you can be running, making $500,000 and you don't have you, an office. Don't have office. Right. It's not. And having a social media presence, we just did a guy taxes the other day. He do pretty good with grass cutting. Mm-hmm. Man, I ain't really a social media guy. So I have to ask these guys, you asking me for a loan or a grant. Why would I loan somebody $100,000? Back then you had to be in a phone book. Right. So I can't pull you up on the internet at all, to and you're not on social media to see who you really are. Right. So it's not believable. Uh, Whatever in 2023. Right. So to our people out there that don't like the social media, you have to have a social media account. It, it's not up for discussion or debate. If I Google you, something should come up Correct. about you. Let's talk about that though. But Darren, can you give the people the address and the name of the business again, and also the contact phone number? 8,000 Crowder Boulevard, um, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70127, Sweet, Sweet B, B. Yeah. Uh, Royal, Financial, um, Royal Financial Services. And the phone number? of 833-769-2549. And the social media outlet is at the T-H-E tax T-A-X doctor, and it's spelled D-O-C-T-A. So all together... The Tax Doctor. And let's get that number one more time. 833-769-2549. Okay. So and- let's get back to what you said about the per- that you need to be basically verified. You want $150,000 from me, and I don't know who you are. Right. Okay. Yep. And-, and that's what we educate, too. Like, um, especially when we assist with starting up a business, 
Mm-hmm. We tell you exactly that. You know, they have a business email, you know, and some people get confused. I'm like, not Gmail, your own um, email. You know, I also recommend a website because mm-hmm. a lot of the grants um, application asks for your website. So whether it's one page or 15 pages, mm-hmm. they have some type of uh, website that give information on who you are and what you do. So every business owner should have that, correct? Yes. Yes, and a, a, a lot of things that, that get denied not having business credit, and it's, some, it's one of the yep. easiest things in the world so to get. So do you guys help with that too? Yes, yes. Net okay. 30, open up Net30 accounts. Uh, What's we a see Net30? It, a Net30 account is basically, we see it all the time. You'll pull up at a, a convenience store, a corner store, what we call them in New Orleans, <laughs> and you'll see... You'll see Coca-Cola deliver. Right. And when they deliver, deliver after that transaction, you don't see any money change hands. Correct. He tell for inverse, he hand it to them. Frito-Lays come, the Braid Company come, all those companies. They're running a whole business off a of Net30 account. A Net30 account is simple. You order what you need, and then you make the payment in 30 days. Now, they got people that's out there in business. They got Net30 accounts for their business, and they don't utilize them. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any business credit, how can I trust you? You don't even know what a net thirty account is. You tell me you've been in business for five or six years. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Very true. Oh, so let me ask you, wait, one second, Dr. Moore. Okay. I'm going to ask you this question. So, you know, some of us, we don't know what a Dunn's. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say. You need that, 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 that break number that as down, well. Break that down. Even, oh, so it's just a number, the Dunn's and Brad's, uh, mm-hmm. the Brad's number. It's just something assigned to your company. Uh, so it's based off your EIN. So it's like for your regular credit, you have a Social Security number. Right. For that credit, you're using your EIN. So you build it. So I always tell people, start off, you know, take that number with your EIN, and you go to Home Depot and get yeah. it out of a business credit card or Walmart um, to get that card. But even when dealing with banks, you know, I learned a lot, like for OPM, other people's money. You know, my bank even tell me, like, don't use your money. Yeah, use other Use our money. money. Yeah. That's why we, you bank with us. So they don't understand that they need to have a business bank account. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people run the business, but the money gone to their personal account. Mm-hmm. Like, open your business bank account and start building a relationship with that bank because they will loan you money. So they pretty much sit back and watch what you have coming in right. and what you put out. So for Bank of America, I love Bank of America. I'm sorry. <laughs> because once I've reached a certain number, they called me and said, you're a platinum member. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's a platinum member? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm so busy in my yeah. business. And that caught my attention. They're like, okay, well, now we're going to give you a call for $350,000. I'm like, wow. And like, and um, we're going to give you uh, this level of a call. You have a call for $150,000. So they automatically filled the application and waiting on my permission. And it was approved. Mm-hmm. So they sit back and they watch your, your, your every business account has a financial advisor. I never knew that at that bank who's responsible for watching your account mm-hmm. and communicating with you when you reach a certain status to say, this is what we have available for you. So let me ask you a question when you said that. So do you agree that people that have their own businesses, right? Small businesses that that person should have another person over their money be, you know, be with that person looking at their account, but also have a, like an advisory, like you said, a financial person over their money, not Joe Blow just managing their money. Yeah, because you know, I can see that right. I have fifty thousand right. dollars in this account and not realizing that I have to pay people out of this account. But I see this fifty thousand dollars, so you know, I want to take ten thousand of that dollars and go down at a sex. No, <laughs> <laughs> OPM. But if you're going to use OPM, use it for a ROI. You know, and investment what is OPM again? Other people, people money. money. Okay. ROI, return, return on investment. investment. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you buy assets, basically. Right. If you're going to 
If you like the Spurge and you got a tennis shoe habit or you got a shoe habit, yeah. buy something. Let's just say if you had an Airbnb or rental property. That rental property, the money off the rental property will help you, your shoe habit. Mm-hmm. It's not coming out your pocket. But when you take your money directly out of your pocket, and you reduce that's it bad. You have. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, that, that's how a lot of people go broke. Right. Like, um, I tell people all the time, so if you have $50,000, invest. Don't just go in there and start shopping. Wait. Right. You know, take that. Right. Um, Get a relationship with the bank if you already have one. So because you're 50 sitting there, you look good. Mm-hmm. So now you make a loan with the bank or get a credit card. Right. So now you can buy the shoes off the credit card and your $50,000 is still sitting there. Right. So instead of you paying an $800 for a pair of Gucci shoes, you're paying 40 a month because you're paying your credit card. But back. we have to break that down because, you know, <laughs> at this generation and some people, they just feel like that kind of stuff is not important. And that goes with financial literacy. Mm-hmm. So we do, um, I am building a curriculum for financial literacy, mm-hmm. and I want to get into the school system. Mm-hmm. So trying to build a relationship there. So we do have a community partnership with Moton. You know, Moton is our um, partner school uh, located in the East. Okay. We have a great relationship with them. You know, we, we did our Thanksgiving giveaway. We gave away 200 turkey baskets okay. this year at Moton. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a Christmas tour drive event. What we call it, Royal Christmas, mm-hmm. and we had games and financial literacy um activities for the kids. So Moton did house that for us, and we want to be able to reach other schools and other communities to uh, get parents to involve their kids. Yeah, when it comes to financial literacy, so that was the purpose of adding those type of activities to the Christmas event. We made it a four-hour event. I know people probably like that's long for some toys, but we had food, we had entertainment, and the most important thing. Was teaching financial and the parents, so you teach and the kids. Game and, back. and it's the normal games that you normally you normally see family field on um, wheel of fortune. So mm-hmm. we took those games on Price, right. um, Price is Right and turned it to financial literacy games. So this is the games they see on TV. Now you can win a prize for answering a question, and it's the same games you've been seeing your whole life. So for schools out there, if you want us to come, just send an invite. We we're welcome to come in and educate. So and that's the type of stuff that we need to know. Yeah. But I want to hit on something else. Uh-huh. What you just say going to the bank and relationships. There are so many business owners go into banks and make transactions. And I ask them, as soon as they sit down in the office, what is the bank manager? What is the bank you go in all the time? They say Capital One. Capital One where? What's the bank manager name? They and don't we know. actually bet they don't build relationships. Mm-hmm. They don't know the loan office. Right. They don't know uh, whatever. I know my bank. They know me. Mm-hmm. I send donuts over there to them yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to build that relationships. And that's what it comes down to because you're just a customer coming there doing transactions. You, you don't. When they have a special going on with credit cards or anything, they don't tell you because you don't build a relationship. So it's important for especially our entrepreneurs out there to build relationships. Every door you go into, you should be building a relationship. And right. you do hear a lot of people say, well, I'm trying to do this, but I can't get the information because people are not sharing. It's like knowing the opportunity. We share. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the opportunity uh, to get to know us, so you're not communicating, you see me, I pass out business cards everywhere I go. That's why you're Not blessed. just for a client, right. but to say I can share something yeah. with you. Because my goal is to see everybody, when? you know, get into entrepreneurship. Right. I have the college degrees. I owe Uncle Sam, what we call him, $300,000 that I'm paying on. Yeah. But I can tell you this part, like having this Ph.D., did nothing for me, but right. gave me a title. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not um, working in a professional public policy, nor criminal justice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my master's degree, criminal justice, my bachelor's degree, criminal justice, because people don't give you opportunities all the time. Right. That's true. Right. So you're competing in this world. So when you're going for a job, you're competing with people from all across the um, the world. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people come from Africa. I saw in my, um, my classes in college, and mm-hmm. they'll come here for the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. So when you could be unique, you know, my company that I'm doing in Texas, yeah, they have a bunch of tax companies. But when I make mine authentic to surround the representation of who I am, that what stands out to people. 
they will come to you because of who you are yeah. and what you represent yeah. versus me saying, I'm trying to get this job at the the um the courthouse because I had this PhD and they have a thousand some people that apply. Right. So I'm like, you start doing something on your own to leave for your kids so they don't have to go through all that you went through. Don't get me wrong, college is good to yeah. show that you can well, I tell people all the time, college is good to say that you can commit. Mm-hmm. I committed to mm-hmm. a four-year degree. I committed to a two-year master's degree. I committed to three years. So it shows that I'm strong in commitment. Right. That's it. They know mm-hmm. she's dedicated. She can commit. We can count on her. Right. But it gives you no other security. Yeah, because some people that have college degrees, some people are not really working in their fit, that field. Right. They're working in a whole other thing. And right. even if they're working in that field, I always tell them, what's the bigger part? part. I had kids in my class. And they'll say, I want to be a, a OBGYN. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great, do that. But thank you for longevity. If you make 40, you know, you should be trying to open a practice to where you own this building and you get a bunch of other doctors in there. Right. Like somebody got to take it a step forward because the money, the real money, you know, for generational wealth to come in is in entrepreneurship. Right. It's never working for somebody else. Right. Right. So I want I, you to I teach that too. You know, you want to speak a little bit more about You, you want to get into, yeah. okay, I'm here. I went to college because this is my choice. Fine. Not knocking your choice. Right. Do that. But then think about where you're going to be able to make money for your family so your kids can have it easier. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be an entrepreneurship. Take that degree. You're a doctor. Open a practice. You mm-hmm. know, get more money coming in with other doctors because entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Some people right. just meant to be workers. So you feel that I can do a little more. I want to break these generational curses of telling our kids you have to work a nine to five. You have to retire from this. You don't. Mm-hmm. It's optional. And putting that to the forefront, this is optional now. And yeah. I, and I would say a lot of people have these jobs and they don't use their job as their college. Your job is paying you to learn. You're learning a business. You're learning how to do transactions. You're learning how to run a system in multi-million dollar business. So you got a master's degree right there. You hands-on. In experience. Then transactions coming through your hand. And a lot of times we have to pay attention when we're on these jobs. I think a lot of times people go with a working yeah. mindset and not a every job that I've ever not been on. Not a growth on, mindset. Yeah. yeah, it's a growth mindset. I went on and I learned from the jobs I watched. It don't necessarily a transaction here. I used to, my first job was Popeye's. I used to watch how much Popeye's pay for chicken. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> Two, two pieces in, in this. Right. They, I know they, they can pay me a little raise outside <laughs> what they're giving me. Right. But I but I want to go on and say that uh, our social media sites is Royal Financial Services on IG and our Facebook is? Royal Financial Services. And uh, you can follow us at? The Tax Doctor, T-H-E-T-A-X-D-O-C-T-A on IG or underscore Royal Financial underscore services. If you didn't get none of that, get this. 833-769-2549. 833-769-2549. So I'm going to ask both of y'all, but I'm going to ask you first, Dr. Moore. So what's the, okay, so if there's the one thing that you can tell a listener, a child, a mother out there, like a child, young entrepreneur want to start their own flower shop or or some type of small business. What's the one thing, advice that you would be able to tell them so that they can, you know, achieve? Do, do it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the support, 833-769-2549. Yo, when we there. educate, this is free. So there's no fee, people. If you want the information, you can call us. I do mentoring. I, and I have people from out of state that reach out to me all the time. 
you know, for to say, I need a mentor and I volunteer and I commit to them for six weeks. So if you're looking to get it started, you can call us 833-769-2549. And I will always say, be inspired to step on whatever you feel. And don't let nobody stand in the way of that. Right. Because if people had the same opportunity that you have, they may jump on it. So do what you feel in your heart. Always. So, so when you first started, Dr. Moore, what was the first thing that just pushed you into opening up your business? Wanting to educate. Mm-hmm. Wanting to get to the forefront to educate. Because when I start taking the um, classes and reading, it's a lot of information yeah. that people don't know. So I'm like, if I can open up, and I could be the one mm-hmm. to teach them what all these forms are, mm-hmm. what all the deductions are out there, and the importance. You know, and the, the biggest fight back I have is people don't understand that you are not due a refund. Mm-hmm. So if you go somewhere like this year, so and so say they give me ten thousand dollars. Okay, expect to <laughs> get a letter from the IRS. Right. They have up to three years to come back and pay right. it back. And so and so is not going to pay this. Right. You, you pay have them to pay the this. fee, and they're not going to give you feedback. So if you get ten thousand dollars and they did your tax and they charge you two thousand, you pay them. If the IRS seen that letter and they said you owe ten, you just gave away two thousand dollars. Right. Because they're going to get their ten thousand dollars back one way or the other. And you're not getting your money back from what you paid that person, right? Right. Exactly. And right. I will say that once you sign that final letter of whatever you do, whoever do your taxes, once you sign your name, you are responsible to. For all Whatever the information they put, they put on there. So you put a, a residential address on there, but they got you down there. You have a four-acre farm <laughs> with two cows or whatever. They gave you a farm right, credit. Right, And you thinking, yeah, it went through. And, but and you signed your name. Is, and right. then they under that address, we could do Google it. Earth, 4485 Champagne Street. Do not have four acres with a cow and two horses on there. So when you sign your name, you're 100% responsible for all the information. And so that means important. that if I lied, they come in and get me. Right. And, yeah. if you, okay. uh, and if you try to say, I just gave it to my tax person, they did it, you signed. So it's no way out. Because I had people come to me and say, oh, I don't go at the more because they put, and I give them the reality. You knew what they put. And if you didn't know, well, before you sign your name or right. anything, it's your responsibility to read it. So it's not an escape go for the IRS no more to say, I didn't know what they put on there. And you can't fault your tax person for filing it because Correct. you signed Correct. for it. Correct. Correct. Yep. And so that make us the bad guy because we educators. So we get many customers that come in from other places telling us about what they signed and this, that, nothing. Now we got to educate you on what you put your name right there. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to bad mouth any company, but you signed we don't, We don't yeah. bad mouth them. Yeah. I'm like, we yeah. all in one yeah. industry, so I don't want to yeah. hear your story. Right. But I'm going to say, you know, accountability, you signed for right. it. Right. So and you owe the IRS the money that it's saying. They'll bring a letter to us mm-hmm. and now they won't help. I'm like, I don't think I can tell you is that Make a payment plan with the IRS. And, and speak on that when you say pay, payment plan. How do a person do that? And and if you don't make a payment plan to pay it back, what's the repercussions of that? The repercussions is as soon as you get a job, they may uh they may take it away out. You know, they, they get put a lien on your check, I mean your on your company or your house mm-hmm. and get the money back. You know, and also now for business owners, we only have two years we can make a payment plan. Mm-hmm. So if you're a business owner, it's like eventually you got to pay the money back. Mm-hmm. So like um, Pernell always says, people come to him and say, well, you know, hey, I made 180000 and they say I owe eighteen. He's like, you want to be on what side? You want to make money and, and pay right. the IRS or you don't want to make money and they complain about being broke? So yes, the more money you make, the more taxes that you will owe if you don't have any credit deductions or deductions 
you qualify for. Mm-hmm. So I always say make the payment plan the first two years, and then the third year, you're going to either pay off the first year. It's a ways around it. Mm-hmm. So once you reduce the first year, and it went from 80000 to twenty, pay that one off, and then go on the payment plan for the third year. So there's many ways, you know, you can get around it, but they'll tell you that you only can make payment arrangements for two years. So when when you make the payment plan, then how long is the payment plan for? The IRS make the final decision on that. You know, depending on how much you owe. So if you only owe ten thousand, they may not give you uh ten or five years to pay it. They will decide on how much you pay and when it's paid out. Okay, we got one call, Doctor Moore, Brother Leon. Good morning. Hey, thank you. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Look here, y'all. Really, really, really. I've been listening. You know, I'm that hustler you talked about. That's what that's me, man. I want <laughs> I want to refine that and, and and focus on running the business. You know, I, I do the ride share, but man, I be putting it in. You know what I'm saying? But I need to really be direct and learn how to make my money work for me and stop and and that OPM. You know that <laughs> use other people's money. And right. I, I'm I'm gonna reach out to you guys, man. Y'all, you know, I I'm 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 blind with this now, so I'm you know I'm gonna call y'all and really try to learn something. You know. Yeah, you know, and then, then I, what about taxes? Talk about that with ride share. You know, I do Uber, Uber in the little. How, 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 you know, to be my first year trying to figure that out. And I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. I'm gonna just listen to you guys. So you, you would definitely, uh, you definitely should receive your 1099 forms from whatever company, whether it's Uber, Lyft, uh, whatever company that you ride with. I don't know all of them. They grow each day, but whatever forms that they gave you, and you should also have receipts of any maintenance for your car because your vehicle is actually done the work for it. So if you have to get oil changes, that should be documented. If your car broke down, you need to get the start of repair. Whatever you did to uh to have your company um, operate. So if you buy water and you give them peppermints or blueberry muffins hands. in the morning, <laughs> hand sanitizer, right. all that should be documented. Mm-hmm. You know, um to be written off on your taxes from you um file for it's your rideshare company. So it's pretty all, much, I all, tell people you know, you have it's, a, you all, have it's all in my my neighbor. I use my car to swipe. It's all in there. Some of my stuff got wet. And all, you know, I let the trunk up and all that stuff got, receipts got all wet up. So I guess I had to get it out my my bank account, I guess, I, you know. Yeah, you're still going to put it on the spreadsheet. You're still going to put it on the spreadsheet or come by and purchase our book. <laughs> and it'll tell okay. you how to put it on it. But you need something, a hard copy of it and not just your bank document. Okay. You're going to need a hard copy that shows your accountability of having this information um, professionally uh, set, set aside. What's your address again? 8000 Crowder Boulevard, Suite B, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70127. You got the number, Brother Leon? Is it 833-769-2549? Correct, yes. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right, I'll call you. Appreciate you. This is a great show. Thank you. Thank Have you. a great day. And yeah. Dr. Moore, so... Give that phone number out one more time for the people again. It's 833-769-2549. 833-769-2549. And I just want to say to all the young entrepreneurs out there, the questions that you asked me first, you got to have some grind in you. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I find out a lot of people, they, they just think they just going to start day one and a million or the next day or make 106 figures. Now you got to put the um, grind in. Uh, one of my slogans is you're not going to outwork me. I'm up 5 a.m. in the morning. So this is the type of stuff that you have to um, take and uh, take the time out to grow your business or whatever. You're just not going to invest. You see, uh, for my vending company, I see people 
come overnight and you want 800 machines, you want to make a million dollars, you don't want to put no work in. You got to know your business in and out. So you got to put the work in. You got to know your business or your field, right. whatever you're doing better than anybody else. And you got to be willing to put the work in. And those work days, passing out flyers, uh, staying Staying up all night, getting up early, that's what you have to do. Instead, take care of your responsibility. So the things will determine if you're a 9 to 5 person or an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur do not set a time and don't have a clock. It's all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. start. you got to grind early. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, but some people, they think, and some children, they think that Jay-Z did it. It happened for Jay-Z, but it didn't happen for Jay-Z, for Jay-Z it's, overnight. Oh, that's why I love backstories. Yeah. Um, the Temptations, the backstories. Right. Like watch the movies. They, we watch the movie. This, and we use movies now as business movies right. um, or whatever. You watch the backstory of Nike um, right now, how they was at the bottom of the tennis shoe market, and they came up. CNN, when they first started, it was called Chicken Noodle News. So, and they started, they come out of nowhere because right. they wanted to do 24 the founder, hours. The he founder. was not the owner of McDonald's. He, he was not. Yeah. And, and right. when you start watching But a like lot that, of people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're watching these movies and you start taking the lessons out, of, even for New Edition, um, the, the grind. So, some of the people we celebrate, they got work ethic in them. Beyonce is just not number one. One thing you hear about, she's staying in the studio. LeWayne, staying in the studio. Michael Jordan, first one at practice, last to leave. That's not promoted as much as their greatness and when they do something. Correct. To be great, you have to do something in the background. Correct. And in the background, what they did, they have a hell of a work at them. Right. <laughs> again, can we put out the tax deadline again, Dr. Moore? April 18th. So that's whether filing, e-filing, or mailing. Uh, um, and, if, and if you're mailing it out. You need to do it before April 18 because it need to be stamped before that date in order for the IRS to take a uh, recognition for not finding you for being late or request an extension. We do extensions at our office. And we do have an app. So if you want to file in any other state that you're listening to right now, you can download the Roy Financial Services app and you can file your taxes through the app. Make a call to get any information that you may have missed, 833-769-2549. Well, it's a wrap, great people. I hope that you guys have sucked up all this information and call Dr. Moore at Royal Financial Services. Have a great day. Let's love. Let's be kind. Let's be humble and put down the guns.